You're listening to C-Store Talks. I'm Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions Magazine. And for this podcast series, I am having conversations with women in convenience. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hunt Brothers Pizza represents a legacy of pizza in the convenience store industry. We are able to offer the best pizza value in town at over 7,800 locations across 30 states, ensuring you're never far from one of our store partners, whether at home or on the road. Today I'm here with Casey's Vice President of Real Estate Development, Kendra Meyer. Kendra, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Erin. It's nice to be here. So Kendra, to kick us off, can you tell us a bit about Casey's? Uh, For example, how many convenience stores you have and where those stores are located today? Absolutely. So Casey's, we're based out of Ankeny, Iowa. Um, We have nearly 2,400 stores throughout a 16-state footprint, predominantly in the Midwest. Um, Very much a growth company, and we're actually in the process of acquiring another 40 stores right now from Pilot in Tennessee. So we're really excited about the growth mode that we're in. Wonderful. And tell me about yourself. Tell me a bit about your career path. For example, you know, when did you get started with convenience stores and how and when did you come to your current role at Casey's? I, uh, I was looking at your LinkedIn and I believe you actually started at Come and Go. Is that correct? That is correct. So I have been in the convenience store industry for just shy of 10 years, um, all of it in real estate development or some type of real estate, I should say. Um, I did start at Come and Go in their property management department, and then I had transitioned over to the development side. I was there for about five years, um, and then I transitioned to Casey's, and so now I've been here about five years. I started here in a real estate manager role, and then transitioned to a regional role, and more recently was promoted to the vice president position. Great. Well, congratulations on your promotion. Um, Thank you. Tell me more about that role. So you're a a vice president of real estate. What are your responsibilities in that role? Do you oversee a team? Tell me more about that position. Yeah, so um, I've been in the role a little bit over a year, and I do oversee a team, and my team is really predominantly uh, responsible for all of the organic growth and the replacement activity that we have um, throughout our entire footprint. So we uh, will work in conjunction with our business development department, and they would handle all of our acquisitions. So we kind of dual team that effort, which is wonderful. Um, and then my team also manages all of the leases. We've got some tenant leases, we have landlord leases, and we would handle the disposition of stores or excess property. Wonderful. And what generation are you a part of? <laughs> I've talked with this a lot, and by definition, I'm actually a millennial. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, would you say, so would you say you're kind of more on the, like the older millennial end of the spectrum, or are you kind of on the younger end? I would say on the older end. On the older but, end. I am yes. as well. I'm right, th- <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the experiences you've had in the industry. Um, you know, if you can share with us some of what it's been like for you kind of coming up over the last 10 years, I believe you said, in the convenience store industry. Um, For example, when you were starting out, were you one of the only women on your team or were you part of a diverse group of women? Um, You know, did you have certain mentors? What what has uh, your experiences been like? 
Yeah, so I didn't actually start out in the convenience store industry. When I first started out, I was really pursuing a career, a career as a commercial real estate agent. Um, I found that industry to be very male dominated, um, though I do see more and more women pursuing a career in commercial real estate today, particularly through um, promotion of like global groups such as crew or commercial real estate women. However, my time in the convenience store industry, both at, at Come and Go and at Casey's, has been very diverse and uh, in the real estate department as well. So I, I, you, I think you're just starting to see more and more women get active when it comes to not only commercial real estate, but commercial development as well. And so you mentioned, you know, the commercial real estate when you started out being more male dominated, your time at Come and Go and Casey's has been, you know, just a lot more mixed in terms of the different genders. How, how has that made a difference in terms of your, you know, comfort level or your, your feelings of, of inclusion or confidence in, in your role? That's a great question. Um, especially when I was younger and going into the commercial real estate industry. And so not only being young, but then being female, absolutely felt a sense of, um, I don't want to say insecurity, but there definitely wasn't the inclusion that you see now when you have a more, you know, a more equal team in place. So probably a mix of things that, that fed into that. Um, but I certainly feel in my role now or my time at Casey's and, and really my time at Come and Go, having a more diverse group to work with, it felt far, far more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And what about when it came to mentorship? Have you felt that you've had uh, mentors that you've kind of been able to to look to who helped pave your way? I, I did. So going back to my first job, um, I actually, I had a mentor there. He, he was a commercial real estate broker. had been in the industry a long time and he was great. He, he really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and go network a lot to volunteer, get involved with the community. And, and grow my network that way. And because of that, I met a lot of other valuable leaders that ultimately led me to the convenience store industry. But beyond that, I've been fortunate also to have worked for a lot of great leaders in my time and, and a lot of which were women. What do you think are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way in your career? I would go back to the, to the, the leader aspect of this. So really just the importance of having a good leader. As I mentioned, I've been blessed with many great leaders in my career, but looking back on a time or two when maybe I was in a different position, it became very clear to me that your leader is such a key part to your success, your happiness, and ultimately the fulfillment you receive in that career. And I would also say that seeking feedback not only from your leader, but from your peers and from your direct reports, and then actually being open to implement that feedback and grow is, is a great lesson that everyone should take with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how do you feel, uh, you know, we've, we've mentioned again that you're, you're a millennial, like me, you're kind of an older millennial. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that the time period when you came of age has kind of shaped your experiences as a woman in business? Yeah, the role of women in the workplace has obviously been continuously evolving. Um, and I think with, with the increased focus on gender equality and inclusion, it has really only helped to promote women in all levels of business. Again, I, I mentioned I've had, I've been fortunate to work with very strong female leaders in my life that have helped guide me. Future looking, I think as a society will only continue to grow in that regard. Wonderful. 
Uh, and I'm curious, you know, how has finding your voice uh, in this industry been for you, both finding your own voice and, and the ability to be heard uh, as, as a woman in business? How, how have you found that throughout your career? I guess I, I would say I, I feel blessed that I do feel like I've been able to have a voice in this industry. And, and as gender equality gains more visibility, importance in the workplace, differing viewpoints have become more valued. For instance, at Casey's, we do have a, um, a gender balance board, so 50% male, 50% female. That carries down to a diverse extended leadership team as well. And I'd say one of the benefits that women have today is the ability to easily connect with other women, given all of the communication channels that we now share. This allows women to establish cohorts, to share ideas more easily across the nation, the world, um, and ultimately creates a, a better impact for the industry. Wonderful. Just more, more people to network with, more people to yeah. share experiences. I think that's so valuable. And then you kind of learn how to navigate different situations within those groups. Absolutely. Is, is so valuable. Support. Um, yeah, absolutely. Having that, that sense of support. So what do you think are some of the unique obstacles that, you know, millennial women faced or are facing currently compared to future generations like Gen Z or previous generations like baby boomers and Gen X? So to me, this, this one was glaringly obvious. Uh, social media plays such a big role, uh, more so than it ever has. And it was just kind of coming, coming around the corner when I was coming to age. Um, so I certainly didn't get to experience the full gamut of it as others are that are growing up now. But you see that social media often causes women to compare themselves to this false view of reality, which creates unrealistic expectations. And you're, they're constantly living in this social media world that can lead to higher rates of self-doubt and depression. And that's, that's a tough obstacle to overcome. Um, but it is nice to see a lot of companies shining a light on realism and, and making sure that that word is being spread, that social media is not, is not, always a true portrayal of life. Absolutely. And do you feel like, I think you kind of touched on this, but do you feel like that's kind of more of an issue perhaps for Gen Z today as opposed to the millennial generation? I Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think because, you know, I, I, I'm an older, I'm as old as you can be and still be a millennial. And I think I kind of just missed the intense pressure of that. Obviously, like social media, I, I was out of college when it first kind of became a big thing. Um, and I, you know, enjoyed using it, but having not had that in high school in my teen years, I kind of missed out on a lot of, I think, the, the pressure of that, uh, yes. that a lot of people who are younger than me uh, faced and, and are facing today. I, absolutely. And I mean, even as, even as an adult, I see those pressures too. So I can only imagine, you know, how that impact can be at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think are some of the biggest issues that still persist today that disproportionately impact women? I would say women still disproportionately shoulder the caregiving obligations, um, which can impact their ability to remain in the workforce. You know, as a country, we've seen the impact over the last two years as childcare facilities have closed due to COVID and women disproportionately left the workplace or, or were forced to take on reduced responsibilities. And it's unfortunate, but it, it's critical to get women back in the workplace. Absolutely. I think COVID has just, as you said, shined such a light on that issue. A lot of people on the podcast, you know, have, have brought it up 
uh, in terms of, of finding that balance. I think, you know, one thing is uh, for that makes a difference for different women is the support that they have at home, whatever that might look like in, in their situation can make such a big difference for how women can navigate their careers. But we are seeing more companies kind of start to respond to this in different ways um, in order to, uh, to do what they can to, uh, you know, retain uh, really high quality women workers. Right, and that you do see more and more of that flexibility shining through of understanding that there needs to be a work and, you know, a work-life balance. And now that we have more and more tools to, to be flexible, what's that going to look like in the future? Mm -hmm. um, so for the convenience store industry specifically, what do you think are some areas that we still need to improve as an industry when it comes to inclusion? Um, you know, what do you think needs to change and evolve? Yeah, though... I think we've come a long way. Um, I think there's, there's continued opportunity to educate people on the importance of inclusion in the workplace. It's truly, I mean, it's the environment we spend our day in, whether it's a, a store, the distribution center, you're in an office setting, um, you're, you're spending eight, 12 hours a day there. So you wanna ensure that all of your team members feel valued and welcomed. Obviously, the more valued and welcomed and supported they feel, that leads to better retention and overall job satisfaction. And if the team member is happy and satisfied in their career, then ultimately that shines through to the guest experience as well. Um, and when you think about specific to the C-Store industry, that's what we are. We are a convenience. We cater to convenience. And that means we don't necessarily have a targeted demographic. So everyone that is walking through that door deserves to feel the same experience. And that's where the importance of teaching and implementing an inclusive environment truly comes into play. For the Gen Z women listening today, what do you wish you knew when you first started your career? What advice do you have for them? So I go back to strong leaders and um, I would say always keep learning and establish a good network of people who have similar goals and values to you, um, along with a good mentor to help guide you. And most importantly, don't be afraid to ask questions and to put yourself out there. It's amazing what, how valued your opinion can be and how many people want to hear it. Share it with the world. <laughs> Share it with the world. I like that. Wonderful. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing with us uh, your perspectives on women in the, in the workplace. Thank you for the time, Erin. I appreciate it.